welcome to another episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. I am your host, Marco, with my lovely co-host, Jessica. How's it going, Jessica? Uh, it's super. I've been off for four days, so like, it's really nice. You're like all dressed nice and everything. I'm, I'm wearing makeup and my hair is down. It's amazing. I don't look like a troll. Well, thanks. I'm looking like a troll. I've got you my sweats. Like I got my baseball cap on. Backwards. Yeah. <laughs> no, well, I I'm just, not keeping like, the sun out of my eyes at night. In our office, in the basement office. Yeah. Yeah, no, I actually had time to myself, so I got to do my hair. The kids went out to build a snowman. They did. And sledding and snowball fights and penguin people. They are building lots of penguin people. There's a penguin army in our yard. Yeah, but we don't have any glow sticks. No. So we can't do the creep your neighbors out thing. We've talked about it before. And we've had snow on the ground for three days now. Yeah. Yeah. Plow still hasn't been through. Nope. Neighbors were kind enough to do their snow blowing into the street, which to me is just stupid because <laughs> the plow's going to come by and blow it back into our driveways. You might as well just throw it in your yard somewhere so your kids can play with it. Yep. But the street is just a hot mess. So we haven't been out to go buy glow sticks. No, we haven't. That's okay. We don't really need them. I think the neighbors are enjoying the penguin. It's all going to melt anyway before we get a uh, New Year's Eve uh, snowstorm. Yeah part of that christmas vacation magic they're out sledding and all the things we just haven't been able to terrorize the neighbors with our haunted zombie <laughs> penguin penguin <laughs> army in the driveway in the front yard and everything yeah oh well maybe someday but we're making it through the holiday break we're using a lot of those things that we laid out in home for the holidays mm-hmm. the kids completed their thousand piece puzzle the first one they did with some help from us we've gotten to do parts of it many times because kid four has kid come four. down to help by taking apart giant sections of it yeah she's a uh, something i didn't put her in the picture of the completed puzzle i just put the three <laughs> i didn't know you took a picture I took several. I took the the whole puzzle. I've got an angle with the three of them with their little Mm. heads in it. Yeah. Nice. We did that as soon as we completed it, just to make sure we got the photo in before Kid 4 came and took it apart again. Now, though, it's been sitting down there for a day on the table, untouched. Amazing. Completed. But while we were in progress, Kid 4 would come by, get up on a stool, and... Oh, yeah. She took a bunch of sections apart. She's Multiple times. Yeah, she is kind of a butt. But we love her. She's almost four. I know. Little old lady. Maybe yeah. the next one she can build because they're already discussing which puzzle will be next. Oh, they haven't picked one yet? It's down between two. Hmm. Okay. So we'll find out. That'll probably be later we, today. We really should pull out the Melissa and Doug wooden ones for her. We should. The um the actual puzzles. Not the We've been little. saying that all week. Yeah. Well, I won't be here next week, so oh, well. you might want to get on that. Yeah. Something. <laughs> Well, while you're enjoying the the rest of your Christmas vacation before you head back to work, mm-hmm. what are you drinking? I am drinking a Bloody Mary. Ooh, what kind of Bloody Mary? Spicy? A good one. I noticed you didn't rim your glass this time. I didn't. I uh, don't. I Honestly, I don't love salt on the, the rim of my glasses for any kind of drink. Well, last time we did it, though, what was it? Um, not too long ago. We, we rimmed them. We rimmed them with bacon salt which I thought was fantastic. I also did a uh, maple rosemary old-fashioned mm-hmm. and rimmed that with that bacon salt as well. And that worked for me. I was like, it was a, it was a bourbon-y breakfast. Awesome. I just, I don't, I don't, something about the texture on my lips and then it's like a hit of salt and I just, bleh. it's not for me. <laughs> but anyways, um, I am using, for the base of my Bloody Mary, I'm using the Sucker Punch Gourmet Bloody Mary Mix. 
It has an old-fashioned boxer man holding tomatoes <laughs> on the label. And I really, it's delicious. I really, really like it. How is it on carbs? Because well, some of these are just carb-loaded. Uh, let's see. It says that for a serving size is four fluid ounces. And there are five. It's got, oh, one net carb. Nice. Mm-hmm. That'll yeah. do. It's perfect. Or in your case, two, two net, two net carbs that made you a double. So, yeah. yeah. Awesome. What are you drinking with that pretty can over there? With that pretty can and my world's best ass coach <laughs> cup. That we <laughs> we uh, spoke about that in the last episode, but use it with the glass again. Thank you, Dan. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my pr- in that is uh, out of this pretty can here is the Naked Tiki from North Pier Brewing Company. And this is a craft cocktail in a can that was underneath my stocking for christmas this one's vodka mango almond lemon lime it is a low calorie low sugar uh cocktail already pre-mixed 95 calories two carbs 4.5 percent alcohol for those who are paying attention to that but works well local north pier brewing companies out of st joe michigan do not sponsor us no they don't but it was under the tree and it looked good and it's fitting in well with today It's delicious. I've had that, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. It just looks like seltzer water, so if you want to look like you're responsible while you're you being go. a little irresponsible, <laughs> <laughs> it camouflages as well. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, we made it through. We've already kind of alluded to it. If that was under my stocking, we made it through Christmas. Thank goodness. With our four munchkins. <laughs> and so, the snowstorm. Yeah, and the snowstorm. <laughs> It was magical. It was a white Christmas. It was magical because it started on Christmas Eve and we woke up on Christmas morning and everything was all white and gorgeous. Well, we can talk about that, but first, cheers. Cheers. So tell us, how was Christmas? Magical. Yeah. Just like it's supposed to be. Snowstorm moved in. The really kind of whipped up uh, the day before the winds picked up, the temperature started dropping, but really Christmas Eve morning started getting cold snow started coming and it's like it wasn't really sticking and then it started sticking and then it started piling up piling up and by the time i got christmas morning everything was covered in white like a foot of snow outside it was great the front walk had disappeared the lawn had disappeared the sidewalk had disappeared the street had disappeared floyd our pink flamingo that hangs out by the pool (laughs) yes only the very top of his head was poking out of the snow and that was impressive yes it was Mm -hmm. and all the uh all the evergreens outside were nice and coated. They had that nice, nice glow to it. It was great. It was lovely. Like in a Christmas story when Ralphie wakes up and everything is all covered in ice and snow and it just adds that much more magic to Christmas morning. It was perfect. The kids were so excited. They were like, we want to go outside now and play. And we said, you know, there's Christmas presents. We want to go outside to play. It was really funny. We went and made our Christmas Eve runs uh, before it got bad. We did have to break out the the brushes to clean off the car after those before mm-hmm. we headed home, but we headed home before dark. We ran over to my parents' house real quick to say hi. Yep. Everybody was like swinging by my parents' house in shifts. So like my sister went earlier in the morning. We went midday and then got out of there and came home. Mm-hmm. Made dinner, did our our take on the feast of the odd number of fishes. Yes. We did. We had what five this year? Uh, let's see. We had shrimp. Yes, steam. I beer steam shrimp. Mm-hmm. And we had mussels. We did. I did those in uh in. It was actually a take on Mike Isabella's recipe out of his mm-hmm. book, and uh, with um 
shallots and bacon. He, I believe, uses pancetta. I use just bulk bacon out of the uh, meat counter. Mm -hmm. I only need a few strips of it. Coarse green mustard and beer. Awesome. And then he puts a little goat cheese on it at the end. Uh, Kids don't like that, but we did put green onions on that. Yeah. So we had shrimp and mussels and crawfish that I also steamed with a beer at the bottom. You made us crab cakes. Yes, I did. Low-carb crab cakes. Mm -hmm. Uh, The binder in there, instead of being flour or breadcrumbs, was pecan meal. You couldn't taste it, which is excellent. That's exactly what you want in a crab cake. Yeah. Well, it was heavy on the crab. Yeah. Which is what you want. And number five, do you remember what number five was? Goldfish crackers. Yeah, it was goldfish (laughs) crackers to get us an odd number. Mm -hmm. And if you want to, you know, if we want to get the few bites I had at my parents' house, too, I also had uh, smoked salmon and pickled herring. So I actually technically had seven on Christmas Eve. Congratulations. But not for dinner. I did not partake in the pickled herring because... It reminded me of Northern Michigan. And by Northern Michigan, I don't mean like north of Traverse City. I mean the UP. Gross. It's an acquired taste. It's, yeah. It's a very acquired taste. It's something all right. Speaking of something, what's up with your growling little stomach over there? I don't know. Are you hungry? No. With your crab necklace? No. It's hard to see your earrings with your, uh, I took them your out. little earmuffs on. But they were starfish. Oh, so we got the whole seafood thing going on. Uh, Yes. Actually, we do. Also, I'm feeling beachy because it's like 40 degrees outside right now, and it's beach weather. So. Is it up to 40 degrees now? I think so. The high today is supposed to be 40, and it's all supposed to melt. I don't know. It should be nice, so then I can get out and accomplish some things. That will be awesome. Will be. Mm-hmm. But we made it through Christmas. Uh, it was. We had some uh, Some of our kids were stalking Santa. <laughs> they were up late, and a lot of, go to bed. Yeah, they didn't seem to really want to abide by that whole Santa won't come until you're asleep rule this year. They kept popping out every hour. Is he here yet? Oh, We're hearing yet. a lot of footsteps. Like you guys are pacing back and forth. Like, like, well, he's not the only one putting stuff under the tree. Mom and dad have gifts to you that we got to put under the tree. Yeah. Birdie and Pop-Pop had their gifts to also be placed under well, the tree. That's because your parents like mail their stuff to us and then have us wrap it and put it under. Yes. Some assembly required. It's okay. Yes. It's. We made it's it. Fine. We did it. We did it. Oh, that deserves another <laughs> cheers. Ooh. Nice one. Clinkies. Yeah, this world best ass coach really uh, clinks well. All right. Aside from the holiday stuff, uh, you know, and you and I, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day just was not a workout uh, day, but somehow lots of steps getting in, lots of work getting down, a lot of movement. Funny how that works. Funny how that works out. But leading up to it, how was your workout week? No. How's your back? My back is better. So I'm really, really excited uh, about that. But I did not work out this entire past week because... um, Craziness. Because it was crazy and because I just didn't. Honestly, I'm afraid that I'll re-injure my back. It has only just started feeling better in like the past week. And from previous experiences, I know that if I jump all in and push too hard, I'm just going to hurt myself again. So I'm I'm gonna wait yeah, and a little had, bit longer. And you had a little bit of added stress too, because we and we got into it a little bit on the last episode, and it just carried over into the front part of this week with the COVID outbreak that had hit work. Yep. And you're writing results. You actually within the last week have had two tests. Yes, I have, and both, both of them came back negative, yeah. and I'm super excited about that. There were like. But you're trying to sort out not very many people who can say the same thing. So. How, how many clients were going to be at work, and then how much yeah. staff would be needed to serve them, and how many staff was like also clear to come and work, and their test results, and there's just juggling all that. And it's a lot. 
Yeah. It's a lot of, it equals a lot of time spent on the computer and on the phone going back and forth with a lot Along of people. Along with contact tracing every time somebody came back with a positive guys, result. I am seriously putting contact tracing on my Vita from now on because holy cow, that is a serious skill and it's time consuming and I think that I've earned the right to put it on my Vita. You have. Mm-hmm. But you came in negative on all your tests. I did. Hooray for me. Hooray for you. And then you get to go back to work with a skeleton crew. <laughs> it's gonna be amazing it is going to be amazing i'm really excited yeah how was your week my week was great until we hit the holiday two major the two actual holiday days mm-hmm. uh i was get, hitting my target every day working out every day and then uh i guess i really just hit my step goal christmas eve christmas and everything running up and down the stairs <laughs> and running all over the house uh so i've been hitting those targets but the actual you know, I am going to work out. This is a workout. I've got my short shorts on and my sneakers on. Worked up through Wednesday. And then when we hit Christmas Eve, it was just, you know, whatever. Yeah. Pretty much on target with uh, diet, though. And really, like, the off the wagon days. It wasn't like we went crazy with food or uh, a lack of exercise. There was still a lot of movement going on. It just wasn't, you know, on the focused treadmill. Focused exercise. Focused exercise. It was just movement. Running, running around the yard and got my uh, snowshoes out for the first time in, I think, a since decade. The last time I wore them, we were in Virginia and I put them on to take out uh, trash, the trash can. <laughs> That's funny. Just so to say I could in Virginia. <laughs> I mean, there was probably like half an inch of snow exactly. and I put them on just to be a smart ass. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there was actually we had enough snow where like they were doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm actually light enough where they can actually hold me up. Hooray. Yeah. So the kids got a kick out of me going out with those. Plus, with kid four, the snowshoes pushed down the snow enough and made a trail for her to get through because she was walking out there. It was almost up to her crotch. She's really tiny. (laughs) She is really tiny. (laughs) So there was a lot of snow. So when I went through with the snowshoes, it compacted it enough where while I didn't just clear a trail like if I was walking without snowshoes, it compacted it where she could not sink so far. So it only went up to uh, just above her knee. Mm Mm-hmm. She can keep going, poor little girl. She got a, she got a workout. She did. She also learned how to go sledding, so that was fun. Yeah, yeah. and she also learned that how to get run over by a sled, I guess, because her brother ran her Sadly, over. Sadly, she backwards. did learn that lesson. Not her fault. They were trying to figure out whose fault it was. Was it the brother that pushed the other brother on the saucer sled, or the brother on the sled who was going backwards? He's I'm like, gonna just blame apparently both he of started the boys. out forwards and was in a spin. So when he hit his sister, he was backwards. It's and just, realized, it's both of their fault because they were both being ridiculous. Well, it's sledding and it happens. And boys. And sleds. Pure Michigan. Yeah, pure Michigan. We'll get Tim Allen to do that commercial. There we go. When you run over your little sister, (laughs) pure Michigan. Well, it'll be a fun (laughs) week, though, because even though it's warm today, we should melt things just enough to finally clear the driveway because the plow still hasn't been through. I think we already mentioned that. Yep. Uh, It'll probably refreeze and be a skating rink for time for you to go to work. But a lot First of this skating ring drive to work should uh, be exciting. I think it's going to melt quite a bit, but then we're in for another uh, storm just in time for New Year's. Yeah. Yeah. That'll be magical. No, that will <laughs> not be magical. That's scary. New Year's Eve plus snowstorm plus silly people who shouldn't be driving. 
oh, is New dangerous. Year's Eve. Plus, commute home from work. So, yeah. I mean, the craziness. I was thinking about what did we do last year for New Year's Eve? And we were over at a friend's house with a bunch of a lot of other friends who have kids the same age. And how much everything has changed in one year? Because there will not be, at least for our family, going out and having New Year's Eve with all the other families and gathering at a house, and like all the husbands are sharing the various variety of whiskeys. We all it feels like a bunch of us showed up like. You did. You all came prepared. We came prepared great. with different whiskeys, and we we're comparing and contrasting, and and not in a snobbish way. It was you like just had, pouring large it's cocktails. Funny, the men had the whiskey, and the ladies brought the wine. There was a lot of wine, and there were card games and foosball, and kids were playing Nerf Wars, and yeah, it was a great night. It was so much fun. I'm so sad we can't do it again this year. We will just have to have our own little party. Has there been any talk of a uh, meeting up over Zoom or Google Meet or anything this year? Um, or no. No, Has anyone yet. even mentioned New Year's yet, or is it just more like let's survive Christmas? Well, I think we're still in surviving Christmas mode. Everybody was talking the other night about how nobody has been uh, motivated to like clean up the wrapping paper or anything yet. So. That is true. We have like the bags and boxes of wrapping paper just stacked up. At least uh, we got garbage day coming up, but mm-hmm. I foresee a run to my dad's dumpster. Yes, that needs to happen. If they would plow the neighborhood, we could get that done. Well, we'll do something. We got categories for Christmas uh, as a family, so we cracked that out last night. It's my favorite game, and we finally have our copy of it. There was only, you know, moderate amount of tears last night from the overtired kids trying to think of things, but I think they were getting the hang of it. Mm -hmm. Um, Kid number four had a little bit. She had trouble with the game because she is three, (laughs) and also her, like, worldview isn't very large, so she doesn't know about all the different items that could fit into the different types of categories. But you know what? We She came up with an item for most categories. Now, the the letters didn't match. That's true. She did. Like, things at a zoo that start with the letter P. She came up with zebra. No, giraffe for that one. second round, zebra. Yes, and the second round, the letter was C. Yeah. So neither of those worked. No, but every so often she got on target, like something smaller than your fist. Penny, and then it was for P, and it like, what a coincidence, it works. I yeah. gave her that answer. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I gave Kid 2 a few answers, too. I gave Kid 3 a few answers as well. That's okay. They were learning how to play the new game. Kid number one loved it, so that was good, and I was really happy. Kid number two got a little wound up every time like he had to mark one off as wrong, like he and his brother put the same thing. Like, things you can do in under five minutes. Apparently, they both are on the same page that you can pee in under five minutes. They're not wrong. It takes about 90 seconds. Um, but he was, oh, I won't win. And like, dude, it's the first round. We got three rounds of this. Autism is fun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. I thought of something fun to do with the kids this week while we're waiting on New Year's. <laughs> well, I'm trying and to get that, some work done while I've got them here. Yeah. It's actually to make... Um, wishing wands where they write their New Year's resolutions on the border of a star. So you take some construction paper and some contact paper, the clear kind, not the kind with a pattern on it. And you'll need some sequins and some glitter and like an old pencil that you can wrap in either ribbon or like sparkly washi tape or something like that. So you cut out a star, a six point star or whatever kind of star you want. It doesn't matter. Uh, And then inside of the star, you cut out a hole so that it's now open and you do that on both sides and then you put the clear contact paper um, inside of it and on top of the clear contact paper you put a whole bunch of glitter and um, sequins on there and then you stick the opposite side of the of the open star you do that for both of them on top and in between you put your pencil that you can then decorate so now you have a magic wand and then along the border of the star you can write 
all of their resolutions. So maybe their resolution is to go to the beach more often, or maybe it is to do your goalie exercises more often, or maybe it's to eat ribs less often. Whatever it is, you just write it along the border and you get however many you can to fit in there and then you're good. And then with your, uh, and then on the bottom of the, um, the pencil or the sticker, whatever you put in there, you can wrap your washi tape or your ribbon so that it's extra pretty. And then you can just wave it around all day long on New Year's Eve. You know, you're mentioning resolutions, and that reminds me, on my my personal Instagram, not our Red Arrow Health and Wellness Instagram, <laughs> but on my personal Instagram, uh, we wrote down what the kids' resolutions were for 2020. Mm-hmm. Back on New Year's Eve before we went off to the party. And uh, that I just brought it up while you were talking about all the things they thought they were going to do and achieve in 2020. So it seems worth like, hey, let's let's kind of go through this and see how they did. <laughs> now, when I posted this, a lot of people saw it and like, Marco, really? <laughs> Those are your resolutions? And they thought I was, had lost my mind. So they realized that these were the kids' that's resolutions. So and we have four kids. And so that's why there's a little contradiction in some of these. <laughs> but running through this list real quick, 2020 resolutions. More Nerf gun wars. I think they achieved that. <laughs> Especially with the great Nerf war battle of 2020. Spring break, yeah. More art. Yep, mm-hmm. I achieved that. Waking kid one up less often. Maybe? Depending on which kid said that. Waking up less often? No, waking her up. Oh, that's kid number one. Yeah, no, yeah. It says her name. I'm trying to avoid it. Oh. So... She wanted her sibling, their, one of her siblings said that they were going to wake her up less often because mm. they had waking her up in 2019. I see. All right. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Eat fewer ribs. No, that was not achieved. Eat more ribs. Or sorry, eat ribs more often. Probably. Probably. Learn to make ice cream. Pretty sure that did not happen, but they ate plenty of ice cream. Learn to make brick flicks. They did do that. We did a mm-hmm. lot of brick flicks over it, and that is just making small stop motion videos and... Uh, they used either iMovie or a few other uh, apps on their phones to uh, make movies with their Legos, usually. Learn times, and then parentheses, multiplication. And that's like the first clue that people went like, didn't you minor in mathematics? Don't you know how to do multiplication? Aren't you an adult? <laughs> Aren't you an adult? <laughs> do goalie exercises. And that went through the roof with uh, kid number one. She actually, in 2019, never really did her goalie exercises and now it's been she takes some reminding she takes forever it's like could you please just get it done and out of the way so we we could do was other things as a family we're waiting for you to do your stuff mm-hmm. read more lots of reading going on kid number three is got what 30 pages left of the harry potter potter series yes and the yep, other and his siblings said. aren't too far behind him mm-hmm. change underwear more often that's another <laughs> one where people looked at it and like seriously marco what's wrong with you <laughs> I think they achieved that more. I I don't know. I'm not taking data and on that honestly, one. And honestly, I... Ew. Use the big girl potty. Again, another mission one where accomplished. they... Mission accomplished. Mission accomplished for Kid 4. And still, at some at this point, some people hadn't figured out that this was not about me. <laughs> they were getting concerned. <laughs> Practice piano more often. That actually has gone out the window. Because... Our piano teacher quit. 
she quit we couldn't find a good replacement and then covid and so every so often i hear the piano playing without prompting so they do go in there and they play it and it's not just kid four playing on her little her little kid piano like the other three do go in there and play but uh not at a regular basis Mm -hmm. i hear recorder practice more often i hear drum practice and uh xylophone practice quite quite a bit be nicer to siblings. You know what? I'm not taking data on this one either, and it depends on the day. Some days they're just being so sweet to each other, and other days it's like, holy hell, just all of you go to your rooms. <laughs> Fight less when playing Mario Kart. They've actually gotten better about playing Mario Kart. I hear less fights when they're playing that. It's more Super Smash Bros. that breaks down into fights or fighting over what game they're going to play. But when they're playing Mario Kart, they're doing less screaming at each other. More photography. Yes, lots of photography going on from all of them. Mm-hmm. including some underwater photography uh, over the summer with the underwater camera while we were mm-hmm. out in the pool. Eat more. Well, I think they all ate more. Indeed. Like everything in sight. Clean my room every weekend. Yeah, that totally was no, not accomplished. No, that did not happen. Less tattling. Uh, I don't no. think so. <laughs> Brush teeth with toothpaste more often. With is in all caps. Jesus too. Christ. <laughs> Yes, more often. Of course, there's plenty of toothpaste we find all over the, the bathroom. Like it's like a toothpaste war. It's on it's, the cupboards. It it's like on the my wall. My brother and I never acted like this with toothpaste, and I don't understand why they're doing this. Uh, hopefully, some of it's making it in their mouth. Fewer poop jokes. I think no, they failed. They I think failed. There's been miserably. more poop jokes. Less fighting on siblings. Oh, less. Sorry, less farting on siblings. Nope, that's not happening. There's definitely not been Kid less number farting. Three, we were on a. Um, video chat with my parents the other night and kid number three came flying into the room stuck his butt right on his sister and farted all over her on camera and it uh, everybody went to oh bed at God, that it sounded point. like he stepped on a goose it was terrible he thought it was wildly funny it was kind of funny <laughs> <laughs> no it's not appropriate though so anyways they failed at that close van door more often Nope. Quite often I go into the garage at night and the van door is wide open where they like get out of the van and it's like, everybody out. They literally just have to push one tiny little button. Oh, I know. It's got they an automated door. They don't even have to yank on the door like we did. Swim more. That was totally accomplished this year. Yep. We opened the pool a little bit sooner. We closed it a little bit later and we were out there as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Bike more. I think the kids probably biked less this year than they had the previous year, but you and I definitely we biked definitely a lot did. more. Mm-hmm. but this wasn't our list go fishing more we as a family did a lot of fishing this year especially since one of the courses that uh, kid one and i would practice our running on had a fishing hole mm-hmm. so you guys would go fish and then we'd go she and i would do our run and we meet up and do some more fishing and then go on a kayaking adventure no. nope i'm pretty sure i'm the only one that went kayaking this year yeah did you kayak at all this year nope oh so it was just me Maybe in 2021, there'll be more family kayaking adventures. It helps that they're getting bigger. They're getting stronger. Yeah. A lot of our friends went and did um, kayaking, like, through the kayak rental places. And that was pretty fun to watch because they're, like, their 10-year-olds are big enough where they can have their own boat. They're 10, they're 11-year-olds, yeah. Yeah, can all do their own boating. And that's, that's pretty awesome. So I am looking forward to getting to that point when we can do that with all four of our kids. Because I have my own kayak... And I've got all sorts of accessories for it, and it's got all the little compartments I've got room to throw in, even without being a tandem, can throw in kid number four. Yeah. 
but I also, I have an anchor for it. I have all sorts of stuff, but I can also throw in some rope and I've got carabiners that clip on. So if one of our kids gets tired, we can always just turn it into a tow situation. True. Toss them a rope, tie it off and clip onto the back of my kayak and I'll pull them. Yeah. That's something to put down. We'll try it again this year. That was their goal last year. Maybe that becomes one of our goals for this year. Mm-hmm. I like it. And that gets into our topic for tonight. Uh, this will post, this will be the last episode that posts for 2020. Ooh. Ooh. I think we're scheduled to record the next episode prior to 2020. Or sorry, prior to 2021. But this is the last one that will post in 2020. So this will be our resolutions episode. But we're going to talk about resolutions, and that was a nice uh, intro to that, was what the kids put down for uh, 2020 and how successful or how much failure they had with that. Mm -hmm. I guess the best way to kind of dive in, other than that soft open for it, to open our take on New Year's resolutions is, how do you feel about New Year's resolutions? Yay or nay? Some people are all in on it. New Year, new me. And other ones are like, the hell with that. It's just another day. On all these people who come up with New Year's resolutions, it's all crap. They can't stand them. How do you feel about New Year's resolutions, Jess? I like them. I think they're fun. I don't think you necessarily have to accomplish everything. You don't have to turn into some weird like New Year's resolution machine. Um, but I think it's fun to think about where you might want to be within the next year. And I think that it's great to think about things that you want to get better at or things that you want to learn to do. And to sort of write them down in a place so that you can refer to them throughout the year. Um, maybe like you really want to learn how to knit or you want to learn how to get better at photography or something. Um, and so maybe you write it down in one central location. But life gets busy, especially at the beginning of the year. New things are happening um, and you forget about it. But if it's written down somewhere, you can always find that little piece of paper and then think, read it and say, oh, Right. I wanted to learn photography. Here's that book I bought in preparation for it. I'm going to pull that out and now I'm going to do it. So I, I like them. How do you feel about them? I kind of like them. I don't like that it just becomes an empty promise to yourself that one other year of, oh, I'm going to put all these things down that I'm not going to achieve. Mm -hmm. But I also think that any day of the year is a good time. You should always be striving to be, make a better version of you and live your best life. And I know that's kind of a cliche, but any good day, a random day in the middle of a week in March. Mm -hmm. If that means turning over a new leaf on that day, fine, do it. But new year, new calendar, when you're putting things on that calendar, because we all have 12-month calendars for the most part. I mean, some people get those, what, the 18-month ones or whatever, but most people have a 12-month calendar. You put it up, you put some things on. In our case, we put down our races and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, it's You're turning the page. So if that's the day you choose to kick off something new, so be it. If it doesn't happen until Valentine's Day, if it doesn't happen till Groundhog Day, it doesn't happen till spring break or the first day of summer vacation, that's fine too. Agreed. But if that's the day you went with, fine. And go with it. Mm -hmm. And if it doesn't take off, we've done a re rebooting episode, so you can always reboot. Yep, definitely. You know, and yeah, these things have a, a bad reputation for failing. And we're going to go through that and how to avoid those things. But I was reminded when we started brainstorming for this episode of, you know, having been somebody who really needed to make a big change in their life because it was health wise, it was not going in a good direction. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of things that demotivate you. 
But it reminded me of uh, a post I saw online that I just, it kind of actually, it hit home with me uh, when I saw it way back in this thing, this, uh, this post on social media is actually, it was from a former student uh, who put it up and got on her soapbox and it's almost a decade old. So I don't even know if she still feels this way or not. I'm not going to call her out. But the, the quote was, quote, like I say, every January, they should implement some type of system at the gym in which those of us that are healthy and active and frequent the gym year round, all caps, are given priority over those that are just making pathetic one month attempts to get their lazy butt into shape, dot, 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 four dots, unquote. And then she has the, uh, the hashtag takes real commitment. Now, <laughs> that bothered me because January 1st is one of those days to try to make that change and make that commitment. But it's also that kind of attitude when you try to go to a gym and the usual people there just treat you like garbage and don't really embrace you. you that social connection actually helps people make that change in their life. And some really need to make that change. Yep. And when you go, you can feel the resentment from the people who are like, this is my my club, my gym, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're crowding the machines. And it is crowded. Because you and I had a membership to actually to the Y for a while. Yeah. And it was always annoying in January because it was packed for a month. And then they all filtered away. Mm-hmm. And we actually ended up getting rid of our membership because we we're pretty much just using it for the treadmill. And the pool. I would get in the pool, but yeah. there but were the, always issues with the pool. So that was all. Yeah, somebody thing. would... Um, They'd poop in the pool. Yeah. And the treadmill, just like, why don't we just buy a treadmill yeah. instead of like driving across town to get it? But so it was kind of annoying. But at the same time, there's also this attitude when you are out of shape and you're there, you're already self-conscious. You don't look good in exercise attire. I mean, I was trying to do this and I was over 300 pounds and trying to make a change. And it was there every, almost every day. Mm-hmm. And you get the people who are probably have never been out of shape in their life and they're like, oh, I'm so out of shape. My six pack is a four pack kind of thing. <laughs> you know, they, they look down at it. And so you you don't really feel like you belong. You're self-conscious about it. You're trying to make that change. And it's this kind of attitude that also makes you it harder for you to really want to go because you feel yeah. like you're not wanted. I mean, if you are feeling very unwelcome every time you go to someplace and you feel like everyone is staring at you with that look that just says, why are you even here? Why are you bothering? You're going to give up in a month. Like that is not going to help motivate you to get your butt to the gym. You're going to engage in avoidance behaviors and you're going to stop going. I know. I noticed, uh, especially when we used to go to the Y and we went for a few years, Mm -hmm. I'd be on there and I'm look, my background's in human behavior. So I'm on the treadmill I'd watch behavior and I watched the guys who worked there who were uh, tr- personal trainers and they were basically looking for clients to then train. They wouldn't go after people like you and me. They go out of ones who are already mostly in shape to begin with mm-hmm. and then try to get, you know, get them the even better shape. And they're most likely to stick around. Now, there's plenty of reasons for that because they probably would already stick around, but also they'd easily show results. Whereas us, it was going to take a lot for us to get in that that stereotypical beach body <laughs> and things. And But they never even attempted to approach me. I don't know if they ever approached you. Good Lord, no. No, they never even attempted, even though we were sticking with it for years, and we just ended up continuing sticking with it at home. Because it's like, well, why the hell are we paying this membership fee that we're not really using this place when we can save money and do it at home? Mm-hmm. Which we have. And we've made 
huge progress in changing our health and our fitness and the physical part takes that change takes a lot but even just being in better shape and being able to you and i do races now with our, your aqua bikes and the triathlons and 5ks and what have you yeah so um i think back to that and there's been other posts from friends and colleagues and whatnot where they put things up and they just talk about they get so frustrated with the empty promises that people make on new year's and it is frustrating to see those broken things because it is a time when you can make that good change although so is like a you know a random tuesday in the middle of march yeah um but you know they put once we have the friends we have the colleagues we have that work on physical fitness and stuff and they're like you all don't totally understand because I've known you for a long time and you've never truly been out of shape. You've tr- never truly had it where you're just out of breath going upstairs mm-hmm. where you have that much weight you have to lose just to kind of get close to being, you know, you're still you know, to lose a hundred pounds and still be in the overweight category. Yeah. You know, you're like, Oh, I, I need to lose five pounds. So I look better in a bikini. It's like, who cares? I mean, good for you. You should have that stuff too. But at the same time, it's you're, we're talking about life-changing stuff. And it would mean more if somebody were to go to a gym and be welcomed by somebody who is a gym rat mm-hmm. with open arms. Like, thank you. Join. Come. Be one of us. It'd make people want to go back. For sure. Now, that's a whole-scale societal change that I don't think is going to happen. I'm sure there are some gyms where There's that does gym. happen, and it's very lovely. Um, but it's definitely but it's not going to happen been my experience this week. where that actually no. is in place, which is unfortunate. So, short of that, what kind of things can people do, uh, and why do resolutions fail most of the time? Because they do fail most of the time. And what can you do to change that? Because you're not changing the whole gym culture across the world. So let's start with why do these things fail most often? So the first reason that a New Year's resolution might fail is because the the expectations one sets out are completely unrealistic. Like, I know that I have a significant amount of weight to lose. I will say it is under 100 pounds, so that's good. It's still significant. But if I were to set my resolution as... I'm going to lose 120 pounds in one year. Like that is not going to be happening. Or six months right? or a no, month. That's just, that's not something, one, if that happens, there's a serious problem. Um, but two, like, no, that's, I'm not going to be able to do that. And I recognize that about myself. Um, so you want to make sure that you are picking a behavior that is within your ability to meet that goal. Yes. And that kind of blends over also to something not only realistic, but also under your control. Mm-hmm. Now, weight loss is partially under your control, but there's also metabolism and some other things that you can influence, but you can't directly, it's not a direct cause and effect. Yep. So I have a medical condition and it causes me to really hang on. It causes my body to really hang on to the weight. It's, it makes it very hard to lose all those extra pounds. And that sucks. So I also know that because of this, setting that lose 120 pounds goal is just not realistic. It's never going to happen. But you can be more active to set the stage for heading that direction. Sure. You know, another way of looking at it, too, is I'm going to be the CEO of Fortune 50 company or Fortune 500 company. <laughs> that's not totally in your control, because unless you're going to start that company and get it up there, and even exactly. then that's not fully in your control, someone's got to hire you. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. And someone has to hire you in a position. So you can do things to make yourself more desirable candidate. Mm-hmm. But again, you're it's contingent on somebody else doing something. Yeah. Or I want to be a billionaire by the end of the year. Okay. <laughs> How are you going to do that? <laughs> you mean, even if it was just, I'm going to win the lottery. Well, that's one mm-hmm. hell of a lottery. But two, Good luck. that's not totally under your control. You can buy a bunch of tickets. <laughs> but... Uh, you still the 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 lady or the dude who pulls the little numbers out of the ear popper machine. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. I don't know what it's called. It looks like a popcorn machine with ping pong balls in it. It still has to pull your numbers, and it's just random. Mm-hmm. So pick something that is under your control. Another reason why they fail, though, is sometimes, uh, and you kind of alluded to this, is it's too big of a change. You know, you see a lot of things online of a lost 100 pounds in a year. And yes, it physically can happen. Mm-hmm. But that's a big goal. How about, you know, you, and it gets frustrating if you don't lose all that or if you're not making a big headway right away. People are like, oh, it's just, it's too, you know, it becomes too much. I can't do it. And they just get frustrated and give yeah. up. It's like saying, I'm going to lose 100 pounds this year. And then you get to the beginning of March and you haven't done it yet. And you get completely discouraged. We're going to lose 120 pounds, okay? I'm going to lose 10 pounds a month. Well, that's still a lot of weight. Yeah, that's not healthy, guys. Don't do that. And then there's, uh, as we say in behavior speak, competing contingencies. Those other things going on that get in the way. Mm-hmm. You know, you choose, I'm going to work out every day. Well, except for I've got work and I've got kids and I've got home life and they, you know, we got school things going on. And oh, yeah, I work a job that it's like basically comes out to about 12 hour days. And oh, yeah, I wanted to sleep and we got to go out with friends and. There's those competing contingencies for your behavior, and some of those are a lot either you have to do, or they're a lot more fun. Like going out with friends is a lot more fun than saying, I gotta go get on the treadmill. <laughs> uh, they compete for your time and behavior. Yep. And there's only, only so many hours in the day. So those are all things that contribute to why these New Year resolutions fail. Because it's where it face it. A lot of things we pick aren't necessarily fun by themselves. Nope. It's a lot more fun to sit on the couch and drink beer and watch college football than to go work out. (laughs) It's a lot more fun to watch trashy movies and drink mimosas and be on Zoom with our friends. This is very true. Way more fun than exercise. Yeah. So that competes for it. And you've got to try to overcome that. So we've got uh, a few ways and a few tips for beating the odds so that your resolutions can be more successful than all your other friends out there who are going to have be posting by January 5th that they've already failed. I failed at losing 100 pounds. I ate a cookie. Oh, my God. (laughs) So, Jessica, let's get the ball rolling on this. How can you beat the odds of your resolutions? How can you set up resolutions that stand a better chance of success? Be realistic. Don't Set your weight loss goal to be, I'm going to lose 120 pounds in a year. Or that you're going to qualify for the Boston Marathon when you can't even run a 5K. Don't do that. Have your goal be something small and manageable. Maybe you break it down into monthly goals. Maybe you set your year-long goal to be something smaller than 100 pounds. Like maybe your goal... Maybe you just get off the couch. Maybe get off the couch. Maybe your goal is to be, I'm going to lose 30 pounds in a year, which is absolutely doable in a safe and healthy way. Um, if your goal is to run the Boston Marathon, maybe your goal for this year is to run a 5K without stopping to walk. And that's a great one because start there because until you can run the 5K without walking, 
you shouldn't even be setting yourself up for a 10K without walking <laughs> or a half marathon without walking. Right? Work your way up to the marathon. And once you're doing marathons, then you can worry about qualifying and getting into the Boston Marathon because it's right. not just like a random local 5K that any uh, guy can or girl can sign up for. you got to qualify for the Boston Marathon. Yeah. And that, lead, and that also gets into can you control it? Is that something under your control? Is it your contr- under your control that you get into the Boston Marathon? Well, you can first, the part you can control is getting yourself so that you can run a marathon. And that might be a multi-year thing. What you can control is going for a run. What you can control is putting on those shoes, getting off the couch, and putting one foot in front of the other. Mm-hmm. What you can't control is can you get qualify, go through the lottery and everything, because get selected, because not, again, not everybody gets into the Boston Marathon. But you can control, are you training towards being able to run a 5K without walking, run a 10K without walking, run a half marathon without walking, and be able to run 26.2 miles without walking? And then there's the other pieces of being able to get into the Boston Marathon. (laughs) Yeah. Can you control it? Focus on something you can control versus things that there's, uh, well, I can do all this. And then with a little luck, yeah, forget that. Focus on... I can do this with or without luck. Are there local marathons that don't get like... Of course. Okay, so maybe instead of focusing only on the Boston Marathon, maybe you pick the St. Joe, Michigan Marathon where you can just sign up and do it. Yes, but start... I don't know if that exists. And if you're a couch potato, start small. How about you just... How about just go for a walk? Well, fine. And work your way up to a jog. But yeah, but maybe the year-long goal is do a 5K without stopping to walk. Well, and you're mentioning year-long goals. Uh, my tip for people would be focus less on results and focus more on behavior. Focus mm-hmm. more on actions. Mo- focus more on those things you do every day or multiple times a week, which be would be instead of winning a 5K or winning the Boston Marathon or something that's just grandiose, get out there and move. How many times did you go for a 30-minute jog? or a five-mile jog, or a three-mile jog, or a mile jog? How many times a week did you do that? Focus on the the behavior, the action of putting one foot in front of the other at a increased rate, getting that heart rate up, increasing that quality of life versus winning a race. Because you can't necessarily control who gets up on that starting line against you in your age group. Yep. But you can control, did you put out, lace up your shoes and step up to that line? Did you sign up for that race? Did you go? So focus on your behavior, your actions, and the how often you do that. Because honestly, you know, the results will take care of themselves. It's did you go and you train every day and keep track of that. How often did you do this? Is it, you know, if I you don't want to be the weekend warrior if you're really trying to change your life. You want to make this something you do every day or multiple times a week to get yourself ready for that. And if you do that multiple, you know, so many miles per day or multiple times per week, Maybe you want to go for four days a week or five days a week. The results will come because you will improve over time. And then you can look at the successes of, yes, I'm doing this. I've got my four runs in this week. And if you're a person who's running four days a week. That's amazing. Yeah. Over time, you're going to get better at it. You're going to get faster at it. And you're going to see the uh, the times decrease. Instead of just focusing on, oh, I'm never going to win one of these 5Ks for my age group. Well, the other thing mm-hmm. is you're getting older and less people do it. <laughs> Eventually you're going to win. Eventually you're going to win. Some of those ones, those people just win by like, I cross the finish line and breathe in and there's nobody else left alive in my age group. Yep. Another 
thing and that will help you on your way to achieving your goal is to set short-term waypoints. Pick a an achievable goal and a specific time period. If your goal maybe is to be a six-day-a-week runner and you're a couch potato, okay, what do you want to achieve by the end of January? How about two days a week? Can for the four weeks of January, can you go for a run two days a week? And every week and achieve that. And if you didn't hit it, then for February, it's the same thing. Can I get two days a week? Then you up it to three days a week. And maybe you achieve that by the end of March. Maybe not. Maybe in April, you got to do it again. But maybe by May, it's four or five days a week. And you work your way up there and you use shorter term than going by the end of the year. Because otherwise, you get to December and go, what were my resolutions? Maybe what were my goals for the year? <laughs> oh, Yeah. You know, oh, we, we were supposed to have a kayak adventure. Well, now it's freezing ass cold out and we don't want to go. <laughs> don't want to wear a wetsuit. <laughs> so check back at it. Oh, end of January. What are we supposed to do? What am I supposed to be shooting for? Check in at it. Just, you know, it's it's hard to say by the end of 2021, I want to achieve X. It's a lot easier to go by the end of January. I want to be here. Yeah. Or I want to be able to go a mile without walking or I want to be able to go two miles without walking or so on add a buddy or buddies for a social component you're big about this because you've got your your girl gang yep my mommy group we um we all agreed to get off our butts and start exercising most people are doing that obviously I'm not we've already talked about that anyways um it's exercise is just more fun when you have a buddy who is also committed to doing it and that way you guys can check in on each other you can be each other's hype person or um if needed you can kick them in the ass and remind them hey you signed up to do this with me you're supposed to be you're supposed to be right next to me doing the exact same thing come on you can do it and you've got in addition to your mommy group you got another mommy that you and her are supposed to be doing a triathlon in august Mm mm-hmm uh, that rolled forward from 2020, and also in August, you and I have our uh, our uh, Kai try up in the UP. We got to train for so. Yep. Once it warms up more, I'll be on your case to get out in the kayak and <laughs> work on your paddling because you didn't paddle at all in 2020. And if we're hopping in the car and going all the way out up and around Lake Michigan to pretty much the opposite corner of Lake Michigan from where we are, you better be ready for paddling because it's a three mile, three mile plus paddle. I'd just like to point out, I did do it. You did do it. You you achieved it. And once. I also did not come in last for the paddling part, so that's no. exciting. But you want to beat yourself. I know. <laughs> and yeah, forget me or whatever. You want to beat what you did last time. So to do that, you actually got to get out and paddle a little bit. Yeah. You're right. I feel like had it gone down this year, you would have beat your bike time. Oh, for sure. Because we had done so much biking. And possibly your run time. Possibly. Possibly. I don't like to run. I know. So it'd be more like it beat my walk time with walking. Anyways, paddling I'm, probably my, wouldn't have improved, though, because I did not do any paddling at all this year. My paddling, so. I don't know, probably would have been about the same. Uh, my bike time would have definitely improved because I did so much biking and improved my speed and endurance. And my run time, I would have blown out of the water because over the summer I hit a, for my adult life, hit a new PR for myself. And it was about 10 minutes faster than what I did in that triathlon the year before. Awesome. Now, granted, that was a triathlon. So I'm like thinking like easily could have done five to eight minutes better than I did in that. And I w- I've also lost a lot of weight since we did that race the last time it was. So I definitely want to do it. I want to do well. I want to beat what I did by a lot. Mm-hmm. 
Now, I also know, though, when I did that, I came home with a, a major award. A major award. I got a sticker. Because <laughs> I was on the podium for my age group. But now I've aged up, and the age group I'm currently in was the most crowded age group there was at that one. So I'm guessing that I go again. This is still going to be the most crowded age group. I do not expect to be on the podium this time around. We'll see. But I want to beat myself. I can't control who's going to sign up. I can't control how physically fit they are or how cool their equipment is because some of the people in there had racing kayaks. Yeah, they were pretty nice. And I have a straight-up recreational one. But uh, what I can do is, can I beat what I did in 2018? What was it? No, 2019 when we did it, because 2020 was canceled. Yeah. So I want to beat that, and I've got to work towards that, and that's small goals. Now, the kayak is on the wall, and it's not coming off the wall in the snow. Nope. Even though I've got cold weather splash gear and everything, it'll probably be March or April before that thing makes an, an appearance on the water. But I can run. We've got the treadmill. Mm-hmm. It's Michigan, so intermittently there'll be time to run outside. And I got a bike trainer for Christmas. Woo-hoo. So we got that thing set up yesterday so I can do some indoor biking too while the ground is all snowy because my little tiny skinny tires are not going to handle this deep snow very well. Mm-hmm. And I can work towards that. But I also have you around. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> Yay. And like the bike trainer is downstairs so you can get on the treadmill while I'm on the bike trainer. But I, but I set up my bike trainer perpendicular to the treadmill so I'm not just on there staring at you. <laughs> Or yeah, you don't, don't even think I'm staring at you. I don't like to be looked at while I'm exercising. Well, guess what? I set up a tripod with a phone holder so I can stare at my phone in front of me. That's nice. And you can just make a lot. I can make a lot of noise on my bike trainer and I can be near you without like staring at you or bugging you. <clears throat> so I can actually spend some time with you when you're home from work. We will see. We'll see. We'll see. But you're my buddy. And we go biking <laughs> together too. We do be also fun to get back into the local biking groups when they get resume operations after the snowfall and stuff that mm-hmm. we, we spoke to them before. Bike Buchanan, we really enjoyed. Yes. And also the Peckinderm Peddlers uh, going out of Stevensville. Yep. That one's really They're nice. They're fun to go close. with, too. I really like the Bike Buchanan ones. It's more scenic. It's beautiful. Nothing against the, either of the groups. No. It's just the terrain is more scenic for... Uh, also, we don't live in Buchanan, so like everything is fresh and new to yeah. us because we never see it. Whereas the ones out of Steams are close to where we live, and it's like, yeah, we bike these areas on our own. It, yeah. Our, Wait, but it's nice, though, because there's yeah. that camaraderie. Both, well, a lot of, there's a lot of crossover between members, and mm-hmm. both groups are just super friendly. But yes. <laughs> yes. They are. They're so nice. But uh, I, I do like the Buchanan ones just because it's a little hillier... And it's novel terrain that we don't see as much. Mm-hmm. So it'll be nice to get back to that. And that kind of gets into the next point I jotted down, which is make it fun. Yeah. So like when the kids play garage hockey, we may, you know, you can only play so much one-on-one with your siblings before it turns into a fight. Or like, oh, we're just going to practice on shooting. This could get tedious and boring. They make it fun when they have a point system for all the little holes on the shooter tutor for the net. Uh, the goalie exercises can get boring and tedious for kid number one. She's made it fun by setting up her laptop or her phone and watching YouTube videos while she's down there working on her stretches for her butterfly. Mm -hmm. Or she does games with her siblings, or we use the Switched On app, too, for different drills. Kid number two sets up the DVD player with one of his favorite movies, and then he hops on the treadmill and he watches the movie while he does his walking. Yes, and if he's not doing that, he's on his phone plugged in. Yep. Kid number three has a hard time with that because he's too short to see over the bars on the treadmill. Yeah. But he'll still turn something on so he can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Me, I have to, Um, I need to be watching something. 
and preferably it needs to be really funny for me to be on the treadmill. It's got to be fun. If it's if it's no music or no like anything to watch, I'm going to be miserable and I'm not going to want to do it. I mean, they, when you call it working out and you yeah. make it work, work, it's not fun. It make not. it fun. Make it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Even on bike rides I did over the summer, it's like how many different breweries can I ride by? And it made it more fun. It became a challenge. It's yeah. like, okay, well, if I take a detour down this street, I can hit three more. Obviously, we live in brewery, winery, and distillery country out in in a state known for breweries, wineries, and distilleries. Mm-hmm. There's a lot down here, too. But whatever you do, make it fun. Make it a game. Make it entertaining. And it's something you want to do more of. How far, you know, it's kind of like, what's the high score? How far can I go today? How many miles can I do? Uh, if you're on a bike trainer or something that tells you your energy, how many joules can I generate? Cool. And you also, while you're doing this, and that takes a little planning, and that's part of this is you got to plan it. It's just not just going to happen. But as you're planning, that's how you're building your program, which we've also already done a podcast on building a performance plan or a performance program. Build in flexibility. Don't expect to make it perfect every day. Mm -hmm. that because it's not going to be. Life happens. Stuff happens. Birthdays happen. Holidays happen. Build craziness that, at work happens. Yeah, build that into your schedule and give yourself grace because it, honestly, it really sucks. Other than in non-COVID time, um, when you're at like a Christmas party and you there's all of these delicious little sweets and really delicious things for main courses, and you have to avoid all of them because you are on a super strict diet. Be kind to yourself. Allow yourself to have fun and to indulge on one day or however many days it's you set like, up. It's not like, but as long as it's not one month or right. one year. I mean, leave it at that one day and then hop right back on the wagon the next day. But like, allow yourself to indulge every so often. If your, uh, your plan, whether you're doing diet or exercise or learning something new, if it is all or nothing, if it's pass or fail, if you remember that style of college course then it's going to be nothing. It's going to be a fail because you're not, you're not perfect. So build it in and, you know, and look at it. Like if your goal is instead of being, I'm going to exercise every day of the week. Mm, how about you back off? If you're a, a, a no days a week kind of person, or I'm going to work out one, you work out once a month or less. Mm-hmm. How about you go for one day a week? Yep. Two days a week, work your way up. And even if you get all the way and you're somebody who already does five days a week, Okay, go with six. Your body still needs a rest day, and it leaves you your one cheat day. So it's so it's not an all or nothing. Like, oh, I didn't work out today. Because then it also gives you the opportunity to overperform. Mm-hmm. If your goal is twice a week, it's not twice and I'm done. It's like, look at me, I had a great week. I did four. Yeah. Yay, go with that. Now, if you're consistently having four, then maybe you set the goal up from two to three or four, because you still have room to go five or six or seven mm-hmm. on a good week. But if you're having a bad week, you still did something that was better than nothing. Yep. But if you say it's all seven days or it's a failure, well, then guess what? Your event, even if you make it to that first week in January, it's not going to take long before it's a failure. The whole thing's out the window and you give up. Yep. So build in that flexibility. Allow yourself to overperform. Allow yourself to go over your goal and leave yourself where you do have a bad day. The whole thing isn't just out the window and it's a complete failure. Mm-hmm. Heck, built in a thing where you can go, okay, well, I'll do double tomorrow. Now you got to watch out. They don't get to like, oh, it's Sunday if that's the last of your week or Saturday. Sets. So I'm going to do seven hours. Seven hours on the treadmill. Here I go. 
And that gets back to our first point of be realistic. Come yeah, on. That's not. Don't do that. You won't be walking. No. Are you are you drunk? No, it was just leg day. <laughs> a lot of leg day. Seven hours of leg day. <laughs> do you ride horses? No, I just was on the bike for seven hours. <laughs> my butt cheeks are a little chaff. Oh, my God. <laughs> that would hurt so much. Oh, and that also gets into start slow, especially if you're starting from nothing. It's Don't go all or nothing. Don't go all crazy. You're not training for the Olympics. Do something. Even if it's only, you know, if you're going 15 minutes, five days a week, 15 minutes, four days a week. Maybe. You can always increase later once you've made that a healthy habit and kind of gotten a foothold. You can go from there. Maybe if you're a person that's never exercised and you really, really need to. Maybe you really need to start with baby steps. And that first baby step is just opening up the drawer that contains your workout clothes and looking at it a couple times a week. And then maybe the next week is actually putting on those clothes. You don't have to do any exercise, but you do... Depending on how out of shape you are and the size of your your workout clothes, getting into them is a workout in itself. Yeah. But maybe... And I'm not picking on people because we've been there. Yep. But like seriously, maybe the next step is just putting on the clothes. Okay, great. You did it all week long. That's fantastic. Now... Maybe the third step is clothes and shoes. Maybe the fourth week you are actually driving to the gym. You're not actually going into the gym. You just are dressed and ready and you're driving there so that you can do it. And then after that, it's like baby steps into the door and then baby steps to the machines and then actually getting on the machine for a very small period of time and just gradually building yourself up step by step until you are actually working on on that exercise goal. Start, don't overdo it. Don't go on and like, I'm going to do this for an hour and a half. You're not going to be able to walk the next day. Start for 10 or 15 minutes and gradually increase the how high you're going. And Mm -hmm. and also give your body time. And the older you are, the more time it's going to take your body to adjust. If you're in your 20s, your body's going to adjust relatively faster than someone in their 40s or 50s or 60s. Yep. Just like if you get a sports injury or a workout or exercise injury, It'll take longer to heal in your 40s, 50s, 60s than it would for those damn 20-year-olds. Those pesky 20-year-olds. I know. Uh, But, you know, as you were talking about, like, with looking at the clothes and everything else, we've gotten into talking about in the previous episodes setting the stage for success. Well, plan for that success. Prep. Lay out your clothes in advance. Put your running shoes next to the treadmill. Put If you've got clip-in bicycle shoes, put them next to the your bike trainer or your bike. I keep my bike helmet clipped right to the handlebars. Don't forget. So when it's time to go, I'm not running all over the house. Where's all my stuff? Now we have kids, so I still have to do that to some degree. (laughs) But everything's lined up ready to go so I can just grab and go quickly. Even if I want to just go down to the treadmill in the basement, my shoes are right where I need them. My socks are set to go. My workout gear is all together and just grab it and I go. Don't forget your water bottles. I cannot tell you how many times I've gotten dressed, ready to get on the treadmill, and my water bottle is missing. I can't exercise if I don't have water. I keep an iPhone charger always plugged in on an extension cord right next to the treadmill. Mm-hmm. So it's not like, oh, and my phone my died. My phone died. I guess I'm done. Nope. Plug it in. Keep going. The kids who are notorious for running off and stealing all the chargers because they can't keep track of their own know that you do not mess with any of the, the iPhone cords that are near mom and dad's exercise equipment. So that it's there and we can do our thing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of those iPhone uh, chargers and having them there. Multitask to take your mind off of it. Especially with the iPhones and all the different streaming apps and everything. Yeah. 
Play, Disney Plus, Hulu, Netflix, Amazon Prime, all those whatever. Yeah, all those HBO Max, whatever. Everybody's got one now. Yep. Find a fun movie. Find a new series to watch. Maybe you only watch that series while you're on the treadmill. Um, if you're really into audiobooks, find a new book. Only play it when you're on your bike riding around town. Actually, don't do that because that's dangerous. Um, if you're on a walk. Maybe you only listen to your audiobook while you're doing that walk around the neighborhood. Or there are there are YouTube uh, channels and different apps, you subscriptions apps you get into because one of the things people hate about stationary machines, whether it's an elliptical, a, a treadmill, a bike trainer, uh, a Peloton, whatever, is it's boring because I'm just staring at a wall. Well, you get either one where you've got the trainer yelling at you mm-hmm. or ones where someone is strapped a GoPro to their bike and it's simulating going through the Alps or something, but it gives you some scenery or you turn on that show, but it's something to look at, something uh, to stimulate yourself. Uh, some people I know used to do treadmills. And I'd, I'd see them at the, the gym, like and they've got a book and they're reading while they're on a treadmill. I'm like, how slow are you going that you can do that? I cannot read while I'm running on that. a treadmill or even walking on a treadmill because I'm going up and down but you can do books on tape. Yep. Uh, for me, visualized stimuli or visual stimuli are, are more helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're auditory, put on that music and just close your eyes and go. Hopefully you don't get vertigo. <laughs> <laughs> but something, and that also gets into making it fun. So I've got shows I get into and I only watch them when I'm on the treadmill or now I'm going to go find some bike trainer shows. I'm not, and I'm going to play around with it too. Something um, maybe... I can get some good YouTube ones. I'll maybe I'll put them on our blog too, but I'll test them out something. So that when the terrain changes, I can also can change the settings on my bike because just going and pedaling at one speed is going to be boring. And when do we ever get a bike course? That's like that. Whether we're going on the fun rides with the local bike clubs or we're doing races, it's usually, you know, even the relatively flat courses, there's some shifting going on. Yes, there is. So we'll have mm-hmm. to play with that. Uh, but I've got my setup ready to go where I can put my phone, plug it in, and uh, entertain myself but as long as i'm getting on there and it's entertaining and it's fun and and, you know i can multitask with all that stuff i'm i'm gonna make it's gonna bring me back and keep me going and knowing that just because i missed a day it all's all down the drain and over time i'm gonna start hitting some of those goals i was looking at both you know like we we were talking about doing the short-term ones which just what can i achieve for the month whether it's how frequently i get on the bike but also my goals I want to hit for long term, which for me would be to outperform what I do at some of my previous races, which there weren't any in 2020 for me, really, other than virtual ones. Uh, I'll achieve those or at least come close to them and stand a shot at those if I'm getting on uh, the bike, getting out for a run, going and swimming once we reopen the pool on a regular basis. I don't stand much of a chance going like, oh, I got a race this week. Maybe I should get in the pool. <laughs> and as you do that celebrate the small achievements how are you going to celebrate those small achievements by going out a party and like going on a bender yeah no eating a bunch of food you shouldn't eat i wish no that doesn't that's not helpful it's at all productive don't do that um but you can do things like buy new workout clothes because presumably if you are sticking on your new diet that you've decided to start or you are sticking to your new exercise regimen or all of the above or all of the above you're going to be shrinking and you are going to actually need new workout clothes, which is awesome. I remember when I lost a lot of weight mm-hmm. and then it came time to hop back on the bike uh, last spring <laughs> and all of a sudden the tight spandex uh, bike shorts with the pad built into them all of a sudden were baggy 
And like I'm like trying to scoot back in my bike seat, and all of a sudden they're sagging so low that the the pad was getting caught under the seat. That's hilarious. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I can't get on the bike. I'm stuck. <laughs> so yes, you're going to need to buy properly fitting equipment um, as you lose weight, shrink. Or maybe if you're putting on muscle, you need something bigger because you're going all Incredible Hulk with it. Mm-hmm. If you're doing a weight training regimen or something and building up those leg muscles and remembering not to skip leg day. Yep. Don't skip leg day. But for most people, especially our age, they're going to be shrinking. Yeah. Or, you know, honestly, if workout clothes aren't really your thing and you don't care about that, maybe you give yourself a little reward. You go and get a manicure or a pedicure. Or just take a moment and go, yay me. Yep. Definitely. It doesn't even have to be something you're spending money on, it especially if you're doing this on a budget, mm-hmm. which you can do. Yep. It can just be, I did it. Mm-hmm. And on to the next month. That's right. And speaking of the on to the next month, there's also, what are you doing? There's a lot of research that shows uh, cross-training, mixing it up, working those different muscles. Even if your goal is you're looking at a 5K race and running, do more than just running. Work those other muscles, which will actually help strengthen muscles you don't use as much, but also protects those joints, protects your long-term health, because it's hard to reach those goals if you end up getting hurt. Mm-hmm. And especially if we like multi-sport racing, so we've already got to mix it up. But you know, if my goal and I'm looking at a kai try in August, I'm still going to mix it up, not more than just kayaking, biking, and running. I'm also going to be doing my swimming. Mm-hmm. I'm also going to go play hockey as much as I possibly can and it'd be easier if we got a lot of restrictions for COVID removed, but I'm going to play as much as I possibly can. Occasionally go rollerblading and do, you know, whatever else. Uh, if we get access and we decide to go stand up paddling, which we don't do a whole lot of, or <laughs> I'll go snowshoeing, you know, that works on some slightly different muscles. Slightly. Anyway, mix it up, keep it fun. It doesn't always have to be the same old boring thing. Right. Or maybe if you're like me and you have your little work exercise buddy and maybe you decide to set a certain goal um, for one month. It's like a one month challenge. So maybe it's an abs challenge or maybe it is a squat challenge or something. Well, you do that whole month. You made it. Great. Congratulations. Now, what are you going to do for the second month? Are you going to keep doing squats? Mm, probably not because you just did 30 days of squats. It's time to try something new. Pick a different muscle group to exercise and every so often throw in the muscle groups you've previously done a lot of work on yep you want to maintain your progress yeah mm-hmm. and along the way uh and kind of the drawbacks of having all that social media out there while you can and text messages and everything with your your workout buddies because you might not be able to be with them especially at this point during a pandemic uh at the same time, it gives you access to people who will be the downers, the negative voices and everything, or the workout snobs saying, wish these people who are out of shape and aren't going to make it, aren't going to succeed, would just get out of here. Well, yeah, that kind of attitude is going to contribute to them not succeeding. Ignore that crap. You do you. You keep working out. If you're doing baby steps, you do baby steps. Mm-hmm. Because honestly, you're not going to achieve your goals if you just get frustrated and quit. You need to stick with it and tune all those people out. Yeah, don't let those pay- don't let those people rent space inside of your head. Just completely ignore it. <laughs> or live there rent free. Yeah. Um, pretend you're a duck and let it them roll right off the back of your feathers. Cut that part out. That sounds stupid. Focus on what you're doing. Stick to your program. Stick to your guns and do it. And mm-hmm. ignore them. Who cares? All that matters is 
Are you proud of what you're doing? Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing? You know that in your head. Ignore all the other stuff. They don't know what challenges you're going through. They're not in your shoes. Yep. They're not in your spandex bike shorts. You do you. And last but not least, don't forget to track your progress. Definitely not least. As you go along, uh, when you drive a car, you look down at your dashboard. You want to know how much gas you have. You want to know how fast you're going. You want to know if your engine's overheating. Well, it's the same thing with tracking. Whether you have, like for us, we have our whiteboard right by the door as we head into the garage with what we're eating that week and who's got what going on. It's a great place to track. Did I work out today or not? Whether you're using activity trackers or not. If you're using one like an Apple Watch or a Fitbit or all the other ones out there, great. But you don't need one if you don't have one, especially if you're working on a budget. A whiteboard, a sheet of paper. Just cross off those days that you've worked out. Or how long did you work each day? Honestly, after a while, it's going to be so encouraging, so reinforcing to see like those boxes. If you have seven boxes, what did you do each day? Fill up with how many minutes you went, how many miles you went, how many, even if it's just an X for what days you worked out, mm-hmm. watching those fill in are going to make you, give you a sense of pride. Yep. Even your calendar on the wall, just mark the days in the little boxes that you worked out, whether you did or not, or how many miles you did or how many minutes you did, seeing it fill up, you're going to want, it becomes a game. It becomes fun. Fill in that calendar, flip the page. Okay, now I got to do it again. Yep, that's absolutely true. Um, My friend and I previously did a couple of month-long challenges like the ab challenge, and there's a little downloadable calendar that came with it. And I cannot tell you how satisfying it was every single night after I did all of those ab crunches to take a digital stamp and stamp that calendar and I love seeing my little stamps build up over time and then finally having that entire calendar completely full of digital stamps. It's fantastic. Woot. Yeah. Awesome. Well, do you have anything else you want to add? No, I think that covers it. I think we covered it. I think this is a lot of resolution stuff. Mm-hmm. So good luck to everyone out there and if you need something extra to help you along the way uh we do have the red arrow challenge we do which is if you're on a budget doing all this it's free yay free to sign up you just go go to our instagram account our handles red arrow hw click on the button the link in the bio that gets you uh everywhere where you need to create your red arrow challenge username which is free you track all your distances, and then you enter them in online. The link to enter them is also found in our bio. Mm-hmm. And I, we give shout-outs to the weekly champions in each age group. But honestly, if you're participating, you're already a champion in my book. Agreed. Before we go, though... In this last episode of 2020, let's give a shout out to the most recent Red Arrow Challenge champions. So these would be the people who were the champs uh, the week before Christmas. Awesome. And then they had to turn it's everything. It's a hard week to exercise. Well, it was the week before. It ended the Sunday before Christmas. And so they had to turn it in. And so these are the people on top of the, what I'm interested, the ones that get turned in this coming week, what, which will be the week of Christmas. And the week in between would be tough, Honestly, too. I really feel that all of December is a really hard time it to exercise. It is a hard time. So. so these are the week prior. So this would have been the last week of school for our kids. Okay. All right. 
So. Swimming. Nine and under, nobody. 10 to 19, nobody. Oh, shocking. There was not a lot of swimming going on in December. But 20 to 29 was Gator Boy. 30 to 39, nobody. 40 to 49, Jesse's Girl was on top. 50 to 59, nobody. 60 to 69, Kilogram Ill. And for our featured members, not us because we closed our pool. <laughs> Running. Nine and under, Easy E, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, H. Kaner, 305, 30 to 39, The Logan, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Teddy, 68, and no one older than that. And for our featured members, me. Walking. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Soleil, 20 to 29, Smytha, 30 to 39, Wildcat, 40 to 49, Sarah, 906, 50 to 59, Mary Mary, 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill, and our featured members... Me. Biking on road. 20 to 29, H. Gainer 305, 30 to 39, Cyclopath. 40 to 49, Cyclone. Nobody in the 50 to 59 category, but 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill. And for our featured members, neither of us. <laughs> Hopefully there'll be some of that soon now that the trainer's set up. Biking off road. Not a whole lot of this, but 30 to 39, Dirt Devil. And 40 to 49, Cyclone. Sit down paddling. 20 to 29, H. Kaner 305, and 30 to 39, Rando 7. Stand up pedaling. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39, Me West. Hmm. 40 to 49, Coffee Dude. 50 to 59, Mary Mary. 60 to 69, Sunny D. And out of our future members, neither of us, because I don't think we're insane enough to get on a stand up paddling in Michigan in, the, in December. No. And we don't have an indoor pool to go paddle That'd around our room. Amazing, but no. Cross-country skiing. All right. Winners here. We're starting to see some other names pop up. Cool. 20 to 29, Husky Mike, and that's Husky with an I. 30 to 39, Alberto. 40 to 49, El Tiburon 95. 50 to 59, Big Juan 64. Skating. 20 to 29, Gator Boy. 30 to 39 was a tie again. SB Tom and SB Nikki. 40 to 49, Great Juan. 50 to 59, AR Miller. Hockey. Nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude, 20 to 29, Lexi, 30 to 39, Moose Man, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Herb, nobody older than that, and for our featured members, me. Points. For the composite points, nine and under, Yellow Ninja, 10 to 19, Lucky Dude was on top, 20 to 29, H. Keener, 305, 30 to 39, The Logan, 40 to 49, Coach T, 50 to 59, Mary Mary, 60 to 69, Kilogram Mill for our featured members, me, but it'll be interesting to see how that goes once your uh, New Year stuff kicks in, now that your back's healed up. Indeed. Yes. So that is our Red Arrow Challenge champions for the most recent week. Again, that is free to participate in, and if you need that extra motivation, you need that extra competition, hey, it's there to help your resolutions along. Yeah. Well... And to those of you coming up with resolutions, good luck. Mm-hmm. Pick some fun ones, guys. Pick some fun ones. Make them small, manageable, have sub goals. Focus more on behavior than results. And set yourself up for success. Well, Jessica, we should get off our butts and actually do something. Yes, we should. Besides recording a podcast. <laughs> this has been the most recent episode of the Red Arrow Health and Wellness Podcast. We drop new episodes every week. But for now, it's been fun. Loads of fun. Until next time. Bye. Bye.